It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. Welcome aboard to the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast with Dennis and uh, Brady. And uh, welcome to the uh, Tuesday edition of the podcast, which will feature the top ten a little later on. I had I struggled with some of my placements. I, I felt more confident last week. Uh, we had a lot of top teams go down. So I'm very curious to see how our lists, uh, you know, interact. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting because last week we had all the same teams. We didn't have exactly the same order, but we weren't real far off. We, like, had the same the, the same tiers. Yeah. Like, I, our I top think the, two The biggest teams. thing is I think I had Armada at 10 and you had him at 7, and that was the widest differential between right. any teams that were on the list for us. Yeah, like we had the same top two teams, we had the same three through five, and then like six through ten were the same teams, just in a different order. I don't know if that's going to be the case this week. It'll be interesting to uh, to find out. Um, we've got uh, a lot of uh, good stuff to, uh, to go through. There were a couple of Saturday games that we need to get you caught up uh, on because uh, uh, one result for sure was monumental. Yes. I mean, it's going to. It now puts the North Branch Broncos in the driver's seat in the BWAC, and it makes them as now you can have that conversation. Are they the big boy, not just the BWAC, but the area? Because that Cross Lake team, I think, is really good. Like you said, Paul Costanzo was at their game what a week ago or couple week weeks two. Ago. Yeah, I think, I think it was, it was their two. second game, and he just goes, "This team's good." I mean, I know they had to go there. I know it was kind of a weird week, but they still had to play. Um, and then Port here on high wins again. They're three and zero undefeated crosstown showdown for Dennis Stuckey on Friday night. Got to get through this week so that Brady can have an undefeated showdown if for the Max take, Silver Championship. If you take that away from me, I'm gonna whoever loses this week. If either Marysville or Marine City loses, I'm gonna be bitter, very bitter. Doesn't matter who. Yeah, you're kind of bitter already. We'll talk about that in the top ten, but yeah, and then but yeah, PH wins. I was uh, so, so you don't want to bring game. up that uh, that Denny and I tied for picks this week, and that you finished a game behind us. Oh, don't worry, I put that under the oh, okay. uh, the North Branch topic, so I, we can I, talk about. I just it wanted to make sure, but yeah, and then Brown City got their first win of the year. A nice win for the Green Devils. What was it thirty four nothing? I believe. 30, yeah, they they pitched a shutout on the road. I don't know a lot about Montebella. They were 0-1 going into that game, and they lost their their one loss was by a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, but Brown City uh, went out there and uh, and put it on them. Right. Yeah, and then, well, now this week, like we said, you have the Crosstown Showdown, 7 o'clock. You will be live on GetStuckOnSports.com, stream number one uh, for Port here on Northern, Port here on High. And I'll be at East China Stadium for St. Clair. They bring in Warnwoods Tower, a Saints team fresh off their first win of the year. Uh, and congratulations to them. And as I said on Saturday, that's some crow that I don't mind eating. No, no, because we even said during the picks, I didn't feel confident. It was basically a whoever was at home situation. Well, we were wrong. The wise one, Denny White, was right. So he had no choice to make his pick. I just <laughs> want to point that out. <laughs> it wasn't about being right or wrong. He had to make that pick that way, or he doesn't get to go home. Okay, uh, and he just happened to be right. Yeah. <laughs> just happened to work out in his favor that time. Anyways, uh, you mentioned the Crosstown uh, Showdown. Uh, one of the players who will be involved in that is uh, Nathan Hookstra, tight end for the uh, the Huskies, and he's uh, gotten an offer. Yeah, from Arizona Christian University. You know, 
going through that process, it's nice when you just have that. You know you have the option now. If nothing else, you have one place to go play at the next level. So congratulations to him. And it's, it's in Arizona. It's it's going to be a lot warmer than here. <laughs> I so. mean, good for him. Yeah. No, exactly. So, no, I always like to mention when someone doesn't matter the sport or whatever gets the chance to play at the next level. Uh, if you know someone and we don't mention it, just hit us up on social media. Send us an email. Um, you can find that it, our email information on getstuckonsports.com, our Twitter, G underscore stuck on sports, uh, or on our Facebook page. Just get stuck on sports there. Just let us know if there's something we need to be talking about and we're not. And let your friends know that not only can you get the podcast at GetStuckOnSports.com, but we're on Apple Podcasts now. There you go. Yes, you do. It's better than when you said during the Marysville game, you just go, we're on Apple now. Whatever. I figured people who know that stuff know what I'm talking about. You know they do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, by the way, if you miss any of our games, you can go to our play-by-play archive. And listen to those games back. Which I keep up really like like that night I go home and I put my games up. Brady, I got to prod a little bit. Yeah, I forgot to do it this <laughs> week. So they didn't go up till like Monday. <laughs> but they're there now so yes. you can get to them and you can listen to them. Because yeah. I know like a lot of the guys who play in the games, especially if they do something, yeah. they want to go back, they want to hear what they did and hear what it sounded like. I know, I always Hear how did. we messed up their names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always wanted to hear. I just never made any plays. Until <laughs> you got to college. Yeah, scored a touchdown. That's a different story. All right. Uh, we'll get things uh, rolling here in uh, just uh, a moment. So stick around. It's going to be a busy show with a lot of fun stuff. The Frells family calls their land greener pasture, and they maintain it with ease on their John Deere 1 Series tractor. The Frells family runs with us because this is more than just land. It's home. Nothing runs like a deer. Get a 1 Series tractor for just $99 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315. Stop in today to one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Markley Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough if to your serve windows you. stick, <laughs> slip, <laughs> squeak, or leak, 
Replace them with Anderson windows with low-E glass, low-maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And your hosts, Dennis and Brady, with the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck On Sports uh, podcast. Uh, Saturday was when PH played their uh, game. They went uh, down to uh, Lakeshore. The final 28-15, to but this was a 28-0 game in mm-hmm. the fourth quarter and the Big Reds do what the Big Reds do. They they play a lot of kids. They get their main guys out of there and rest them when they've got the game in hand. So that's why I think it ended up 28-15. to 15. Again, this was a game where you may think differently, and you were there, you saw it, where I think the, the Big Reds were never really threatened in this game. No, They no. had it under control. They knew they were going to win, and there wasn't a reason to, A, pour it on, or, B, you know, leave the defense in there and get the shutout. Right. And, um, yeah, they brought in Amari Holler, the backup quarterback, the freshman, I think at, like, the start of the fourth quarter to get him some playing time. Um, They're not really big on style points. If they get a win, they get a win. Uh, One piece of news, I know Noah Kindle left the game early in the first quarter with an arm injury. I don't know the extent of it, but that's a big loss. For that big red defense, he's probably the best player on that defense, and that's a very talented side of the ball. Um, so that's very disappointing. But Port Huron High, they, they, uh, and I think this might be by design, looked a little vanilla on offense, but I think Coach Mullins is keeping his cards real close to his chest. I think he knows when he needs a big player, he needs to pull out something out, he doesn't want any film on it. So I think he's trying to keep it simple enough because, to be quite honest with you, they have the athletes that they can just run, uh, just run. Caleb Collier up the middle, Ethan Balon up the middle, Nigeria Finney on a sweep, D.V. Price, quarterback keeper. They can throw it to Shaka Brown or Khalil Andrews, and they don't have to do anything fancy yet. They're just better than the teams that are playing. And another note, Frazier is now 2-1. and one. That is a team port here on high manhandled. And they've gone. All they've done is gone off and win two games. So maybe we weren't giving the Ramblers enough credit. Well, they got uh, a, a win over Lakeshore by a couple of touchdowns, and they beat um, Sterling Heights by eight points. Mm-hmm. Um, Sterling Heights hasn't won a game, but like nobody has blown them out. So I'm not, and I've seen them play against Northern. Uh, I mean, they're not anything that makes you go, "Oh wow," but they're also not anything that makes you go, "Oh man, these guys are terrible." That so it's like. Uh, it, it's kind of hard to gauge some of these teams out right now. I don't feel like Lance Cruz is terrible, but I've watched them lose back-to-back weeks now. I feel like the bottom part of the Mac Blue isn't bad. They're just painfully average. Like, they, they don't have those difference makers. They don't have an Niger Finney. They don't have an Isaac Allenbrook that you just go, boom, give it to him. It's going to work. Um uh, Lakeshore had, oh, I can't remember his first name. His last name was Sanderfield, the running back. Yep. He was a very nice piece for them, but that's all they had. Well, I, I'm going to be honest because I listened to you do the broadcast on, mm-hmm. on Saturday, 
And uh, I, you said three names. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Uh, Gaines touched it because he's the quarterback. Yep. Sanderfield touched it because he was their guy. Yeah. And when he had to take a breather, somebody named Robinson yeah, carried Drew the Robinson. ball. And he didn't do anything. No, he fumbled, actually. <laughs> so it was really Sanderfield and Gaines when they didn't want to give it to Sanderfield for the fourth straight time. But no, PH got another nice win. Um, again, I think by design, he's keeping his cards close to his chest. It looked. He'll never say this, and he's probably if he listens, he's probably gonna get mad at me for speculating this. I think he knew he had the crosstown showdown this week. I think he also knows he's looking at that district and going, "We're better than them. We're be- we have more talent than them. Better than them. Better than them." Teams they've beaten: Lakeshore, Lakeview, who just lost to Anchor Bay, Lance Cruz. Um, what, there's a Warren school in there, and then they go Warren De La Salle. That's the game we have to have our big guns ready for. Because, you know what? If you trip up in the regular season, really doesn't it doesn't, mean it a doesn't whole hurt lot. you this year unless it's a league game and you're worried about winning a league title. Right. So, and I think that it's essentially the Mac Blue Championship. I think actually mathematically it is the Mac Blue Championship uh, this week at Memorial Stadium. Yeah, I, I couldn't argue uh, with that. So, um, just another reason to want to tune in to the 55th all-time Crosstown Showdown when Port Huron High and Port Huron Northern hook up uh, on Friday night uh, right here on GetStuckOnSports.com at Memorial Stadium. Uh, And this is, uh, uh, again, going to be fun just because it is fun regardless. Mm -hmm. But when both teams come in and nobody's got a loss yet, it just puts a little spice. There's a little extra paprika in the chili this mm-hmm. week. so And, yeah, just to go back, here are the teams in Port Huron's district. Frazier, Lance Cruz, Northern. We'll find out where they stack up this week. Roseville, who they play week six and I think is a pretty good football team. Lakeshore, who they just beat. Lakeview, who I think they're better than. And De La Salle. And, and here's the thing. If you go into that Roseville game, unless you need it for seeding, he probably doesn't show Roseville his entire package no. either, especially if there's a chance they're going to play again a week later. Right, because realistically, why would you – I mean, yes, you want to win every game. You're a coach. But would you rather show your hand, push the chips into the table for, let's call it what it is, a meaningless week six game? Or do you, do you play a little coy? Okay, I'll ante up. Let's see. Let's just put our athletes out there, see how we stack up and see how they react to some things and maybe set them up for down the road. Because I think right now the te- the best teams in that district are Port Huron High, Roseville, De La Salle, and then I think Northern would be the next. Well, those are the top four teams. So Very interesting. It's something that, you know, that little extra chess piece you don't usually have to worry about. Here's something interesting. Uh, North Branch beat Crosslex in the big BWAC game Saturday night 27-20. to what does this tell you? It tells me that I think North Branch beating Almont, which from what I we had heard that maybe some players were missing from Almont, didn't matter. That North Branch is really good. That I think Crosslex is really good. And that I think that they're, they're the big boys this year. Almont is down a little bit. Again, they lost to North Branch, who just proved they're probably the best team in the BWAC. After blowing out their uh, Almont, won their week one game. They didn't get to play last week. Whatever. Um, 
I think those might be the best two teams in the BWAC. I still want to throw Elmont in the mix there um, just because. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt just based on what the situation was for them in week two and the fact now that I when they do get to come back and play again, they're going to beat teams. Yes. And they're going to be dangerous when the playoffs begin. But what did we say, I think, in our preview show – that North Branch has always been the bridesmaid, never been the bride. Yeah. Congratulations. Someone got down on one knee. You're getting married. You're putting up a banner this year unless you stumble over your own two feet. Yeah, they're, they're definitely they're in the driver's seat because they're the only team now that doesn't have a loss because there were three undefeateds going in to the weekend and are made a loss their game. And Crosslex gets the loss to North Branch, mm-hmm. so now North Branch is the only team without a loss. Yeah, and here's who North Branch finishes out with Richmond at MLA City at Armada. So no gimmies, but they should win every one of those games. They're the favorite against each of those teams. But we've said that every week in the BWAC, and every week in the BWAC we've gone, huh, that shouldn't have happened. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that, that's one that uh, you and I both got uh, wrong. We went uh, Croslex uh, way. Mm-hmm. Now, now I guess I'm going to have to start uh, thinking about jumping on the Bronco bandwagon from here on out. Um, but uh, Denny White was right about that one. He was. He was. He, he was said, one of the few he was right about. Yeah. He said he flipped a coin, and it came up tails for the Broncos. They were the home team. So, And that put him at 8-2. and two. You went 8-2. and two, And I am the model of consistency i'm seven and three again you you lost a game in the standings you're you're four back now still consistent you're four back now and and guess who did you in again am i imlay city spartans i'm on three picking those mm. <laughs> bitter I, I said i got a gut feeling imlay city's gonna beat armada I, uh, 15 to 14 i could have never predicted that right um but woohoo yeah, Eight and yeah. two, 25 I'm, and five through 30 games. I'm I got I to gotta like reach around and, and pat my back right now while I can because I never know when this is going to stop. Yeah, yeah. But the anyway, Stucky train is rolling right now. I'm done uh, looking at the past. Let's look to the future, which is much <laughs> brighter than me being down four games. Obviously, yes. we have the Crosstown Showdown this week. Uh, that's That needs no explanation. Undefeated. Uh, for the Mac Blue, essentially, I mean, what else do you? If you don't get excited about this, you're not excited for high school football. Yeah, th- this is this is a fun game, regardless. Both teams could be bad, and this is a fun game. But in recent years, we we've had it where both teams are are pretty good right now, and so that just kind of adds, like I say, a little extra to the sauce here because we have stretches. If you look at the head-to-head, there have been stretches where Northern's been the better team and they win 10, 12 years in a row. Then PH is the better team and they win 10 out of 11 years. And now we're kind of in like try to figure this stuff out because they met twice last year mm-hmm. and Northern won the regular season game by, what, four points or something like that. Yeah. And then they met – I think it was 28-24. Yeah, and then a couple weeks later they meet in a playoff game and that's a six-point football game. Yeah. I think that was 27-21, yeah. and the Big Reds win it. So they split last year two games that were decided by one possession. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to have another fun game yeah. this week. And speaking of fun, 
I'm all aboard the Max Silver Championship game at Walt Braun Viking Stadium. Two undefeateds going in next week. Just don't trip up. And I'll tell you what, Marysville going down to Warren Fitzgerald, I think is going to be a tougher game than a lot of people think. Warren Fitzgerald has speed. I saw them in week one. They just honestly looked like they weren't ready for a football game. They looked like they needed a four-way scrimmage. They looked like they needed another week of practice because their plays were run left, run right, throw it to uh, Troy and Trey West and hope they make a play on the perimeter. So that Marysville game, if they're looking ahead to Marine City right now, they can lose this game. Yeah, for me, this is a bad week for the Vikings to get this game. It is definitely a trap game. Now, I, I still think that they're the better team. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they haven't done anything in three weeks to make me think that they can't go down there and win this game. But I'm I'm with you. Like Fitzgerald, they put 62 points up on Hazel Park. They put 40 points up on Madison. I know that those are not great teams, but what have I been saying all along? The good teams do that to the bad teams. You play the schedule in front of you. Yeah, and and everybody plays the the same schedule. Um, so yeah, Fitzgerald, this, this is a dangerous game. I'd feel better if they were playing it up in Marysville. They got to go down there. You got to go down there. So that, that just kind of adds to everything. Um, but I'm still confident that you'll get your wish. I think so too. I'm just saying if I'm one of Marysville's coaches, I hate this position because you have a team that you go, Oh yeah, it's just Warren Fitz, whatever, you know, Marine city next week. Don't be so sure that uh, this is not a slam dunk by any means. Yeah, I, I know this. Fitz can score, but I'll tell you what. If Marysville shuts down Fitzgerald, then it's time to start believing in that Viking defense that after seeing them last week against Clintondale, I think is maybe a, a slightly bit underrated or somebody or something that we should be talking about a little bit more when we talk about I the Vikings. I think almost every team in the area has a really good defense, not to just puff up the teams recovering. Northern, what's the most points they've given up? 12. Okay. Port- four, I guess they gave up 14 to Sterling Heights. Port Huron High's given up, what, 15? Their starters, I think we've said, gave up three points. Marysville's given up at most, they gave up, what, 26 to Hazel Park? But uh, that they was, got again, a couple of late touchdowns again, in a blowout game. don't know how many was against the first team. Yeah. Marine City has given up 26 points through three games, and some of those late in the game. There's a you, lot of you good You could defenses. even make an argument for St. Clair because they've only given up 31 or, or no, they've given up 24 points in the last two games. And week one, they played a loaded East Detroit team. Uh, yeah. and, and that was one of their lower scoring games this year. Yeah. Only getting 42. Yeah. Their worst offensive performance this year is 40. So, and speaking of St. Clair, they're uh, the first time they make their debut on get stuck on sports this week. They bring in the Titans of Warren Woods tower. We're going to, Maybe we were a little hard on the Saints. I know they had injuries. I know their first two weeks were rough. It's still hard to go down to Warren Cousineau and win. And they did that. And I know Warren Cousineau has been way down. But to make that trip and to grind out a 14-7 victory, good for them. And I'm excited to see St. Clair play. Yeah, and, and this is an interesting game because – you don't really know about uh, Tower and, and where they stand. They, they got blown out in their, their loss, and then the, I think they've beaten uh, a ba- a really bad team. And They beat Warren Cousineau yeah. in week one. They blew them out. Since then, they've been outscored 86-13. to 13. Yeah, so this is a game, again, 
that I like the Cousineau game. The Saints have a chance to 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 be a winner here. And it's I, I always say it. Those teams hated coming up uh, ninety four into Marysville into St. Clair. I remember I had a I had a grad assistant. He uh, used to coach at Fitz. He's like, man, I hated going up there. You guys play the dumbest football. You just fake the handoff eighteen times. You just <laughs> you just grind it out. They hated it. They're like it's like an hour. It's like an hour and a half bus ride. It's like forty minutes. They're just being dramatic, but no, they don't like doing that. So getting them in East China Stadium, kind of the reverse of the Marysville Fitz game. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's take a look at some of the top performers uh, from uh, the week. Oh, you want to take a break before yeah. we do that? Yeah, so I, we'll I, do that after the other that. side of this break. Cause yeah, got, you're you're getting worse at writing. It first, says, first couple of shows you wrote big clear. Letters. Now you just chicken scratch everything on the board. Yeah, why don't you? I think cry- you're doing that on purpose. Why don't you cry about it during the break? We got bills to pay. Uh, I'll cry about uh, it when when I want to, and I want people to hear because I want them to know that I'm scolding you. I'm going to get more water. Okay. The Frells family calls their land greener pasture, and they maintain it with ease on their John Deere 1 Series tractor. The Frells family runs with us because this is more than just land. It's home. Nothing runs like a deer. Get a 1 Series tractor for just $99 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315. Stop in today to one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. For full-service residential and commercial network installation and management, you need Andrew Thompson at Thompson Engineering. Thompson Engineering will install and maintain long and short-range point-to-point Wi-Fi links, install security cameras, access controls, and provide audio-video engineering. Visit online at thompsonengineering.com or email contact at thompson, T-H-O-M-S-O-N, engineering. Thompson Engineering, network and radio solutions that work. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back with Dennis and uh, Brady. Now, let's take a look at some of the uh, big performers from uh, week uh, three of the high school football uh, season. And uh, let's start uh, from Thursday night. Mm-hmm. I did the uh, Marysville game, and there were uh, some guys that stood out, uh, obviously. LaMarcus Lee and uh, DeMarco Singleton, I think, are a great one-two punch at running back, and uh, they combined for 
over 190 yards and four touchdowns. Lee only had nine carries, and he had 107 yards and two uh, scores. And uh, DeMarco had 15 carries, 85 yards, two touchdowns, and he was outstanding on defense. And the other guy on defense that I wanted to mention, Maceo Miller, he had an interception and about a million tackles. I know their coaches, are uh, Mary Zill, are very high on Singleton. They basically told me when – uh, for him defensively, they go, yeah, we can just say, all right, you cover him, and then we don't worry about that receiver the rest of the night. So they have they have more speed at Marysville than they've had in a while. Between the guys you mentioned, uh, Zach Meyer actually has looked like he's improved in the speed department, Evan Woodard, Larry Smayfield, they have some athleticism that – you know, usually you don't think of with Marysville teams. Well, I, I was thinking back uh, a few years back now when Marysville had the backfield of Check and Griefor. Mm-hmm. And Griefor was the speed back, and Check was just a power guy. He was a fire plug, and you couldn't tackle him, and he just ran right through he was defenses. A bowling ball. And, and they'd pound it and pound it and pound it with him. And then all of a sudden, they'd run a counter to Griefor, and there'd be a big gaping hole for him to run through, and he'd just go flying down the field. Lee and Singleton, it's not so much the the power back, but although Singleton's a big dude, he he's kind of hard to bring down. Well, he can go. He can you know. either run you over or he can run around you. Yeah, and, and but the, the so they do have a lot of speed in that uh, backfield. And then when you're not paying attention, Meyer goes over the top. Mm-hmm. And he's got Woodard and and Smayfield, and and that's what they do. They don't dink and dunk at Marysville. When they throw a ball, they try to hit a home run. Yeah, you're not going to get a, a a little two yard out route or a curl route. No, they're throwing it deep. They, I mean, when you have Smayfield and Woodard to throw to, it it helps out a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, PH had some uh, big performers as well on the offensive side of things. DV Price, hundred yards passing, ninety six yards rushing. That's pretty balanced from your quarterback. Yeah, they had a uh, good balance, a uh, good balance attack, and he didn't really throw that much. So to get to hit the century mark through the air was nice. And another guy I thought played well, and uh, it's a guy we I don't think we've talked about at all on this show. But after Noah Kendall went down, Ian Mitchell stepped in. He's their punter. He I think he got a, a one and a half sacks. Yeah, he's their he's, kickoff guy. Yeah, and their punter. That's usually and, when he gets and he on the put, field. I think three straight into the end zone, kicking off. So he came in, he had a, a one-and-a-half sacks, did a great job punting the ball when he was called on there. He impressed me. I called his name a lot from that defensive line. So, I mean, those are big shoes to fill. You don't replace Noah Kindle, but it wasn't this huge, momentous drop-off that you would kind of expect when you lose a player of that caliber. And this is where the Big Reds are, like, smart because he played a lot against Lance Cruz. Like in especially in the second half, he was out there a lot, and and you get those reps and you start feeling good about yourself, and then you get in a situation where you have to play every down, mm-hmm. and you're prepared, you're ready to go. Yeah, it's that old cliche, um, next man up, but until you've experienced the point where you know the two guys in front of you go, oh, I'm I'm right now, I'm not playing third string guy, and then two guys in front of you go, boop boop, happened to me, uh, my sophomore year, I was the third. I was basically the fifth D end overall in camp. Our starter tears his calf the first quarter of the first game. The, the next D end blows out his knee. So I went from being basically a third string guy to having to start every game in the span of a week and a half. So 
And that's what Mitchell had to do, step up, and I thought he did a really good job. They have a lot of depth on that defense. So some of you are going to look sideways at me or at your device mm-hmm. as, as you listen to this, but I, the guy I'm going to point out in the Port Huron Northern game who I thought had a lot to do with their 17-12 to 12 win uh, is a guy named uh, Xander Nutt. He's the punter. Xander Nutt had one of the best punting games I've seen in high school in a long time. It's not that he has this big booming leg or anything like that, but in key moments in that game, he won the field position battle for Northern that helped them win that football game. Uh, He had a couple of kicks, one that pinned Lance Cruz at the one-yard line, and I think he had one other that pinned him inside the the 10, and it just seemed like every kick he did – on last Friday night, I said something like, wow, you know, that's that's a big kick. And, wow, that right. puts – Lance Cruz has got bad field position again. So, I mean, we never talk about punters. Well, no, but I want to talk about a punter this week because I thought it was a key part to the victory. And if you listen to either the Marine City or the Port Huron High game, a lot of the game had to do with field position. Port Huron started a lot of drives – around midfield marine city started a lot of drives around midfield the field position game's huge you don't see high school teams going 90 yards 85 yards punting can play a huge part especially in a 17 12 game where points are hard to come by yeah i mean that's that that's a big part of that game i'll just put it this way you've had a good game if i'm noticing a punter in a game yeah yeah. Like, the, he, he kicked well. And it wasn't like he had a million punts either. No. You know, maybe, maybe a half dozen times he went out and, and punted on Friday night, but it just seemed like every time he did, I'm like, wow, that's a good kick, and that pins up Lance Cruz again. So I just thought he was a key guy in the game. And it's hard to have a consistent punter in high school. Usually you get one or two, even from the good ones, that goes off the side of their yeah. foot, goes 15 yards. But, no, it, it, again, low-scoring game, punts matter. Uh, from the Marine City game I did on Friday night, Jeff Heslop, again, he threw 10 passes. He had over 200 yards and uh, two touchdowns. It helps, though, when you can just throw it up to Charles Tiger and he takes it 80 yards, and that's almost like 40% of your, 40% of your uh, passing yards. He played really well. Zach Tetler, I believe he had three carries for 139 yards and two touchdowns. And the one run he had, he went down the Hazel Park sideline. He made two guys just just fall over themselves. It's uh, and I'm sure if any Marine City coaches are listening right now, they're yelling at me because they want they don't want people to key on him <laughs> because no, he did. I don't think he touched the ball in the first half. Then he comes in second half, time to like really just put the game away, put uh, Hazel Park uh, six feet under, put the dirt on top of him, just gives it to him. Boom, gone. Next possession gets it. Boom, gone. So he they weren't at key points of the game. Like Marine City was going to win whether he did it or not. But just the way he ran was very impressive. So there's a lot you have to game plan for. And uh, I believe it's Mitchell Dablier for Richmond. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was there last year too. He, mm-hmm. He's a good player. Yeah, he went uh, eight carries, 160 yards, three touchdowns, and a 60-yard punt return touchdown. That's not a bad uh, night. And Richmond got a, a blowout win 
to yeah. snap that losing streak. And, and there, there's some emotion there, too. There, there's stuff going on with the program. Uh, Coach uh, Coker is, you know, he's sick again. He's mm-hmm. been fighting cancer for several years now. Um, and so that was a big emotional win over a Yale team that was ripe for the picking. But but they picked them and they snapped. Well, like I'm, you know, after after two weeks of the struggles that that Richmond team has had, you know, to have a laugher must have felt. Good. I'm sure Yale of, uh, players and coaches are thinking Richmond's right for the picking. Yeah. So and it ends up 41-3 for the Blue Devils. And it was 41-3 at halftime too. Yeah. So that's uh, that's a, a big night. Uh, and uh, he is a, he's a good player. He, he's yeah. another one of those big kids. That you know, you think okay, he he just bowls people over, but there's actually deceptive speed, and he's got good hands. Like they'll throw to him out of the backfield, or at least they did mm-hmm. last year. So uh, th- yeah, that that's a good football player right there. Yeah, well, if you've been enjoying the podcast, you might not be enjoying it. Next segment, we're <laughs> you're either going to make you really happy or really upset. The top tens coming up and. Dennis, I don't, I don't know where we're going to both line up with this. Well, we'll find out, and we'll find out who we uh, make happy this week and who thinks that we're nuts because their team isn't high enough on the list, or maybe it's not on the list at all. Oh, could be. It was hard to fill it out. I know I struggled with the last couple spots especially. I wrote down the ten teams in order, and it took me about four seconds. Yeah, of course it did. <laughs> See, I put thought into it. You throw <laughs> caution to the wind. And I'm 25 and 5 in, in picks, just throwing caution to the wind. What does that mean? That, it means you're gesture. number one. Oh, okay. You're in just first, so long as that we're you're in first just so long place. as we're clear on that, mm-hmm. we'll be back with the top 10 next. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. For full-service residential and commercial network installation and management, you need Andrew Thompson at Thompson Engineering. Thompson Engineering will install and maintain long- and short-range point-to-point Wi-Fi links, install security cameras, access controls, and provide audio-video engineering. Visit online at thompsonengineering.com or email contact at thompson, T-H-O-M-S-O-N, engineering.com. Thompson Engineering, network and radio solutions that work. Feel more confident and in control of your financial life. Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA. If you're not listening 
listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And uh, your top uh, ten, uh, Brady, and my top ten are what this segment is all about. Let's get right into it. Let's go. All right, here we go then. Let's see who number one is. Uh, your, your top three, throw a blanket over him. He was number one. Brady Beaton, pick six, touchdown. How about that? Prestige. Whoa, why, 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 why? All right. Uh, here we go. Let's just get right into it. Dennis, am I starting it off or or are you? You're the leader in the picks. I'll let you decide who's going first. I'll go first. I'm All right. fearless on this account. Who's your number 10 team in the area? Well, they got me a big win over the weekend and knocked last week's number 10 team out of my rankings. MLA City with a 15-14 win over Armada is now 2-1 and one on the season after that week one blowout loss to Croslex. They bounce back with a three-touchdown win on the road at Algonac, and they get the uh, win over an undefeated team in week three. The Spartans are my number 10 team. Would you look at that? Already we agree. I all, Yeah, I mean, everything you just said, Emily City number 10 for me. Um, Armada was number seven last week, um, so... Emily City with a big win. They are 2-1. and one. Cross Lex just keeps looking good. Even in defeat, they still looked impressive. So, yeah, Spartans number 10. I think that's a, that's a good spot for them right now. Who knows? Maybe that week one was just a weird one for them because, you know, two-game winning streak for the Spartans. See where they go from here. So who do you got at number nine? At number nine, I've got a new team in my poll. Don't tell me we agree on the on the first two well the three and oh marlette uh, raiders it's time to give them some some props they got a win uh, this week over a BWAC team uh 42 21 they knocked off uh, algonac they've been running the football rough shot over uh, everybody uh in week two they had over 500 yards of uh, offense in, in nowhere's land in alcona wherever that is that it probably took them a week and a day to get to uh and find uh, so it's time to give a little love to Marlette. Marlette's my number nine team at 3-0. Well, this has been a boring start to the top ten. I agree. The, Mar- the Marlette Red Raiders, 3-0. Uh, and uh, I think they're kind of in the same position I had Armada a week ago. They haven't really beat anyone that I'm, like, super impressed with. Yeah, you beat Algonac. Okay, cool. Keep doing it. They play Cairo um, this upcoming week. I don't know much about them. I know they're one and two. They just beat Vassar last week. That's what I can tell you. I can also tell you that Cairo got shut out by Bad Axe. I can tell you that their name is the Tigers. There you go. Uh, the game, though, that we'll really see if these two are the last two weeks, they finish up with Harbor Beach and Cass City. So I imagine Marlette will stay in the top ten at least for another week. But right now, number nine for me, the Marlette Red Raiders. Let's go to number eight. Stucks, who you got? Number eight is where I'm going to slide Elmont in uh, this week. I I hate to punish them so much because they're not playing football games that I think they'd be winning if they were playing them and they'd be higher up on my list. But right now, because of the COVID situation, they didn't play this past week. I don't think they're playing this week. Uh, So at one and one, 
uh, I've got to put them at number eight this week because of what happened with the other teams I'm going to put in front of them. Well, we have our first discrepancy. Number eight is where I'm going to slot in the port here on Northern Huskies. Uh, they do have two wins, uh, but I don't know. I know a lot's going to be shown this this upcoming week. If they come up and they knock off the Big Reds, they might. there's no set telling where I'll slot them in at. Um, but two wins and, yeah, the defense played well, but it just not very impressive fashion. I don't. I guess I really just don't know how good the Mac Blue is, and that's really where I struggle with this. I thought about moving them up more, but you know, you, Sterling Heights. I don't know how good they're. You like like you said, no one's blowing them out. I don't think Lance Cruz is bad, but I don't think they're good either. Uh, Northern's the trickiest team for me, so I just kind of just kept them in at number eight. At two and zero, oh, I I moved the Huskies up from I think I had them at number eight last week. I, I moved them up to number seven this week. That's where I'm putting Fort Huron Northern. Uh, I like this football team, and I think they get better each uh, week. Um, they're young, uh, and uh, at this point right now, I'm impressed with them enough to move them up a notch on the list and get them to number seven this week. At seven, I have Elmont. Um, this is kind of where I have the divider between teams I think are good and teams I know are good. So Almont's kind of that barrier team right there. I Again, we'll never really know what happened with that uh, North Branch game. We think we found some stuff out about missing players, whatever. You play with the team you have. You miss players, it happens. Uh, when they come back, who knows? I, I mean, again, I don't know if I'm going to just keep sliding Almont down because if they don't play again, they have two games played and they're still one and one. How, how far can Brand get you? Um, so, Almont at number seven, and like I said, it's kind of that divider between teams I think are good, like Port Huron Northern and Marlette, and the teams that I'm like, the, the, yeah, I feel real confident in picking. All right, at number six, this is a team that I want to move up because they've beaten Harbor Beach and Ubley in back-to-back -back weeks, so I feel like they deserve a little more respect than what I'm going to give them, but I'm going to keep Sandusky at number six, they're not going to move up in my poll because I just feel like my top five are the area's five best teams. Um, and, and I like what Sandusky's doing. I'll acknowledge that they're 3-0 and and that they've beaten the two supreme powerhouses of the last decade in their league. But Sandusky's number six for me right now. Well, wow. Another one we agree on. And we didn't talk about this hardly at all. We talked about teams we thought were good, but we didn't really talk about where we'd place them. But, yeah, at number six, I also have the Sandusky Redskins. Uh, they've just looked nothing short of dominant. Haven't had a one-possession game yet, and I don't think they're going to lose a game the rest of the year. Brown City, Memphis are their next two teams, and then they finish out the season non-conference with Reese. So I don't see them losing. I also don't see them moving up much higher than six unless teams above them lose. Yeah, I, I had to punish Crosslex for losing, but I, I couldn't justify moving them down to six and pushing Sandusky ahead of them for a one-touchdown loss against a really good North Branch team. So I've got Crosslex in at number five this week. Okay, and I, and I understand that. And here's where I had a conundrum. Last week I had Crosslex four, Marysville five. Croslex loses a one-touchdown close game. Marysville wins. I originally put Croslex at five, but at the last second I, I switched, so my number five team is the Marysville Vikings. Yes, they've 
played good team or bad teams, uh, but they they've done what they've needed to do with them. They just haven't. I haven't seen that sharpness, that just that fine tuning that I need to. And I really, really hate the idea of a team losing and not moving down. That's one of the things that I don't like to see happen in polls. I think you should be punished when you lose, whether it's to a good team or not. But Marysville hasn't beat anyone good, and they haven't. They've looked good doing it. They haven't looked great. Again, Marysville, go down to Fitz, win a game. I'll probably flip flop you next week. Beat a team that I think actually has a little bit of meat on their bones. Then, then we'll talk. But for now, Marysville stays at number five. Okay, I moved the Vikings up to number four. Uh, part of that was because Crosslex lost a game, uh, and I'm going to put a 3-0 team over a 2-1 team in this particular situation, and I know Crosslex lost to a, a good team. Uh, having seen Marysville play last Thursday night, I like this football team, and I think I learned a little bit about it that I didn't know about it, um, and, and that is that uh, they have some weapons that I like, and I think, again, they're another area team, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, that it plays well defensively, uh, and I'm going to give Marysville props for 3-0, and and I'm going to put them at number four. Well, at number four, obviously, I kept the Croslex Pioneers uh, sitting tight at number four. They lost to North Branch, a close game on the road, a game that wasn't scheduled till I believe, Tuesday evening. So I gave them a little bit of grace, and again, with Marysville, here's the thing about Marysville, and it might not be fair at all to the kids there and that coaching staff. For me, it seems like Marysville's reputation, for the perception I have, for the past decade, even when I was there, they beat the teams they should beat, they blow out Madison, they do what they need to do there. A really good team comes to town and they just can't get it done. Go beat Marine City, I'll sing your praises until my voice is hoarse. But beat Fitz Saturday, or Friday night, then I'll probably, all right, yeah, you'll get to move up over Crosslex most likely and then play Marine City, show, prove me I'm wrong. Prove me wrong there. But until that happens, I'm keeping Croslex at number four. I think they are a really good team, and I don't think they're losing another game this year. If Marysville beats Marine City, do you have to move them to number one? That's uh, maybe. Interesting. That w- I don't know. See, I don't want to get into hypotheticals. That, that, that's interesting. Uh, anyways, my number three team is North Branch. With with me moving Crosslex down, it allowed me to move Marysville and North Branch up and reward them for winning. North Branch goes to number uh, three for me. Uh, they're now three and zero, oh, and they have beaten Elmont and they have beaten Crosslex, so they are at least third best area team. Yeah, I agree with you. North Branch is my number three team, and I did consider putting them higher. I really did. And the only reason I I couldn't do it is I haven't seen them play in person. I've seen both of my top two teams play with my own eyes. I think North Branch is really good. I think they've beaten the big boys. And I think, like, if we were doing, like, a tier list, I think they moved up into the we're legit, we're the big dogs of the area. So last week I thought it was just Marine City and Port here on high. This week I think North Branch is in that conversation and – Maybe, maybe if one of the teams at least struggles in a win, I can see myself putting the Broncos up higher than number three. But for now, they're sitting number three still. All right, both my top two teams won this week, so I didn't change anything uh, there. I've still got Marine City at uh, number two, which obviously means I've got PH at number one. I think we're still flipped on this. Yeah, we are. 
Um, again, the thing I, the one thing I like from Marine City, who's my number one, Port Huron High, still my number two team, uh, especially with Noah Kindle going down. They're that's a big piece to lose. I have no idea if he's playing Friday night. Don't expect breaking news from Get Stuck on Sports whether Noah Kindle's playing on Friday uh, evening, but. Marine City just has this attention to detail and crispness. Um, they just fly around the field. And I saw them play their first bad quarter of football against Hazel Park. But after that, they just blew the doors off. And again, maybe it's uh, Coach Ryan Mullins doing what he he's doing for later in the year. But they're being vanilla by design. And I, I at least I think so. And I'm... I don't know. Marine City's just look more impressive. I don't think either of them have beat a really good team yet. I think Port Huron High has a chance to do it this week. And if they do, maybe for a week I flip-flop until Marine City gets a chance against Marysville. But for now, Marine City uh, is my number one team. Port Huron High at number two. North Branch comes in at three. I kept Croslex at four after the loss. Marysville's at number five. Sandusky comes in at six. Almont, uh, the tricky one, is kind of at seven. Um, Port Huron Northern at two and zero oh is number eight. Marlette three and zero, oh, number nine, and MLA City. Even though they make me upset and I'm bitter against them, <laughs> is number ten at sitting at two and one. All right, and I've got PH at number one, Marine City at number two, North Branch at number three, Marysville is my number four team. Croslex slips down to five. Sandusky stays at six. Northern moves up a notch to seven. Uh, Elmont kind of getting punished for things that aren't really their fault. Slips to eight. Uh, Marlette new to the pole at number nine. And Imlay City back in the pole. I think I had them uh, in my top ten the in my preseason poll, and then they uh, they fell out. But uh, they're back in at uh, at number ten in Armada. Uh, falls uh, out uh, this week. Harbor Beach and Ubley fall out this week as they both slip to one and two. Uh, and I bet we could look a long time to find out the last time those two teams were one and two three weeks into a season. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, I lost Armada and Harbor Beach too because we had the. I mean, for the second straight week, we have the same teams. Um, I thought about because Mar Marlette. I want to see them win something big, but again, they're three and zero. Oh, have to respect it. I thought about putting them out, sliding Emily City and Armada up, putting them 9-10, but no, you're 3-0, and and whether I like it or not, you're undefeated. You're gonna, I think they're going to beat Brown City. I know they're going to beat Memphis. So they're going to, they're probably, or let's say Dusky, excuse me. Marlette has uh, Caro and then um, Harbor Beach. So, uh, I'm, I'm confident they'll beat Caro, uh, and I guess we'll find out where Harbor Beach really is at uh, this season yeah, when they play Marlette. They took a thumping from Cass City, but Cass City's really good. Yeah. And apparently Sandusky's really good, too. Those, those are their two losses. And their win is against Ubley. Yeah. So, so yeah. you tell me where Harbor Beach is. Yeah, have a, have a tough schedule. You're playing probably the best three teams in the thumb. Yeah, if we were ranking schedules, that might be one of the, the toughest ones. Them and New Haven Merritt. Yeah. <laughs> New Haven Merritt's first three games, absolutely brutal. Yeah, welcome. Yeah, welcome to the big boys. But anyway, that's our top ten. You can tell us how wrong we are. Um, we'd love to hear your feedback. But, yeah, that's our top ten. Um, do we have anything else we need to wrap up before we uh, send them home? I, I don't think so. Just a reminder that uh, we will do the picks on uh, Thursday, and, uh, and then we'll uh, be uh, – 
back uh, with uh, football on uh, Friday. The live games this week, Brady Scott, St. Clair, Warren Woods Tower, and I've got some game between Portier and I and Portier on Northern. Yeah, only the 55th Crosstown showdown ever. Yeah, that's no big deal. No, not at all. Especially you don't, you if it's don't for need a to conference get excited title. about that for maybe the the conference, the Mac Blue Championship and who knows could mean home field advantage if they were to meet in another playoff game. Could this you year. imagine another Of course what's home field advantage? They both use the same stadium. <laughs> you get to pick what jerseys you want to wear. That is true. There you go. That is true. So, thanks again for joining us. I mean, it's it was fun. We'll have the picks on Thursday. Still don't know who our special guest is going to be. We have a few names we floated out there. Yeah, we're going to see who's available. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think I know who we'll make the first offer to. Yeah, but we don't know if they'll be available or what have you. They have big shoes to fill. Paul Costanzo and Denny White have done a great job. Absolutely, because they've both beaten you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, no pressure there, guest, whoever you are. I tied Brandon Folsom week one. We'll have to get him in studio at some point. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, he gave us his list of picks, but it wasn't – it's not the same. Yeah, because if he were here in studio and could look you in the eyes, he would have changed one of his picks and beat you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he would have. <laughs> he would have called the Armada upset, right, in week I one? think so. I think, I think that would have happened. In fact, I think we should credit him with it, and then you'll be uh, four games behind me and two games behind, I guess. Or you're already two games behind them. Maybe you'd be yeah, because I, I was one I game behind Paul, yeah. and I was one game behind Denny because Crosslex had to uh, break my heart. Hard to tell. You're, you're falling. You're, you're like you're going Tigers on me. It's t- it's it's time to just implode it, Brady, and, and a go tank for, for a draft pick. <laughs> you, you can get the number one, maybe, unless we're we're the NHL, and then we'll modify the draft, and I'll end up with the number one, even though I'm in first place. <laughs> this podcast's gone on long enough. Not let's not get you on a rant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.